Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about um, the ways in which you can motivate your users to come back to your app and the situations and scenarios where you might do that in an active way or in a passive way and kind of some of the, the implications for that. Because it's I often find personally this is an area that I, I, I have a lot of sort of hang, hand-wringing about because... There's this one part of me that thinks, you know, I want to do everything I can to get my users back into my app. I mean, in many ways, the, you know, my business is largely supported by advertising. And so the more I can get people into my app, the better my business does. Um, But on the flip side, like, I also want to make respectful apps. I want to make apps that I enjoy using, that I hope my customers enjoy using. And so I want to do, you know, bring them back into my app for the right reason. And this has all come to the surface recently for me because the next major version of Pedometer++ um, is all geared around the concept of achievements and badges. And, you know, so as you walk so many steps, you earn badges as you go. Um, You know, so you get a badge for when you hit, you know, you had a 20,000 step day. Good job. You know, you get a a badge and achievement in the app. And I built that, you know, built the feature out for just like, showing and displaying those badges, but then you get them right into the question of, you know, how should I show this to people? Should I try and, you know, should, as soon as you uh, earn a badge, should I, you know, pop up a notification that says, hey, you earned a badge, you know, come and check it out in Pedometer Plus Plus, like, and I could, and in a weird way, like, that almost seems to be like the trend. And I mean, if you take a look at the Apple Watch, um, it is the chattiest thing uh, by default with notifications for things like this where breathe david you have to stop and breathe yeah take take a minute stop and breathe there's all the coaching ones that's are like great job starting off today you've already gotten half your move goal keep it up um and it can get so chatty and that seems like from out you know apple which is ostensibly like you know in a company to try and imitate um they do a lot of this but it never really sat well with me and so in the end what i did was i tried um, to be more subtle and, you know, in the app itself, there's just this nice little sort of glisten shimmer effect, um, on the badge icon in the top right corner of the app, whenever you have badges you've earned, but haven't looked at. And my hope is that, you know, it's, it's a subtle thing that if you open the app, you'll, I think, notice because it moves around a lot. Um, but it's not going to ever get in your way. It's not something that I'm trying to, you know, I'm not asserting that you earning a badge is more important than you seeing your current step count, um, which is the core and main feature of the app. Um, And so, but it was kind of an interesting journey to work through because I feel like knowing whether it's like knowing when to find that, when to notify and when not to notify um, is tricky. And I think, you know, in this particular case, I like where I ended up, um, but it feels at odds with the the general trend, and that always makes me nervous. And so, it seemed like something that was worth discussing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you know, a lot of times we have to, you know, as programmers. I mean, let's face it, we're there's a lot of similarities among programmers. We're, we're usually a certain type of nerd. And for example, when we want to sell T-shirts for our things, I believe it is the programmer instinct to sell only black t-shirts. And that's why there are so many black t-shirts for technical things. And eventually, I think some people realize that, you know, or were told like, hey, you know what? The rest of the world exists too beyond just geeks. And some people want different colors of t-shirts. And so in, in some 
cases like that, we have to overcome our geek sensibilities to make everything just black and to offer color <laughs> to the world because Shocking. they actually want that. And I think there's something to be said for the style of more chatty notifications, more aggressive notifications uh, to, to increase engagement in your mobile applications, you know, all these things that we don't usually like to even think about, let alone talk about or consider. Um, some of that is just a style of usage. Some of that users actually want. Like I was actually, so in this case, I, I have had Pedometer++, your app, installed on my phone for a very long time, probably since it came out. And usually it is in a folder on my second screen because usually I don't check it every day. Uh, however, while I'm on vacation, I'm in a place where I'm doing a lot of walking, tons of tons of walking. And so I've been checking it every day now. The, the way I used to rely on the Apple Watch's activity rings to close, you know, and, and I would make sure I close those. Now I'm making sure I really hit my goals in Pedometer++ in all this walking during this vacation. And I was actually just thinking yesterday, before you and I discussed the topic for this show, before you told me you were thinking about adding these notifications, yesterday I was thinking, you know, it'd be nice to have this app update me throughout the day in some way if I need a little bit more to reach my goal or something like that, you know? It's, you know and the watch does this too. Um, but to, to have, you know, I was literally thinking in my head, requesting a feature that you just said you weren't sure you wanted to do. Yeah, and the fact is that not all of your users will want this. Just you know, just as many of you, many of tech podcast listeners and app users happily buy black T-shirts because we're all nerds. Uh, but there is a portion of your user base that actually not only would not see this as annoying or spammy, they actually it would actually increase the value of the app to them. They actually want this, and it's it is against so many of our sensibilities to offer a feature like that or to build that in or especially to do something like enable it by default because let's, let's be honest if you don't enable these kind of things by default you know you, know, you might as well not even build the feature um, because so few people will use it but sometimes that actually is what people want and we you know we are so conservative about annoying people or about you know prompting them with notifications whose sole purpose is re-engagement with the app rather than like this is a fact that happened. You know, it's like like when Overcast sends notifications. Currently, Overcast only sends notifications for two things: uh, only for new episodes that of, of podcasts that you have said notify me about this, or if you have gone on the website and said notify me when ads are available for purchase in this category, I will notify you for that as well. That's it. I don't have any notifications in there for things like, hey, you have you know. 40 episodes queued up why don't you think about a time to listen to them today like something like that like and i probably should consider something like that because that is such a common engagement thing and and it turn and and you know those things first of all it is questionable whether they are permitted in the app review guidelines technically uh anything that is promotional or for marketing purposes uh is not allowed in practice apps violate that constantly really really big apps too like apps that apple definitely would know about and this rule seems to go fairly unenforced and the app store violates it sometimes like it's, it's yeah. not this is this is not you know not not a small thing that that happens sometimes it's like it happens all the time so and there's also you know so there's, there's a line to walk between like hey buy more gems they're on sale right now which i think is annoying but also something that might actually provide value to people like you're 90 percent to your step goal but you seem to have slowed down in the last couple hours. Why don't you go take a walk? 
you know, I mean, obviously there there are ways to word this that are a little bit less. Little Not bit, hey, get, get get off your butt and get yeah, out. Yeah, like you should definitely have somebody who's less direct than me word these things for you. <laughs> but but like that actually is a feature. It, you know, if for an app like yours, that actually improves the app for people who want that. And for people who don't want that, it's really easy to provide a simple checkbox in the settings to turn it off. So, or, or the, and those people probably would have declined notification uh, access in the first place when it, when, it, when it prompted them. So that kind of feature, I think, if you want Pedometer++ to be more of like, a, like an everyday thing for more people, if you want it to be a thing they check multiple times throughout the day, I think not only should you do that feature, I think you need to do that feature. Maybe. I mean, the only, the, the counterpoint that, and I definitely appreciate where you're coming from, and it's lovely to hear that uh, you have a very different view on this than I do in some ways as, as a user who wants the feature and me as a developer who's <laughs> like, hmm, maybe not. Oh, and by the way, that so I don't know how big your beta is, but because you revealed the secret about that nice shimmery effect on the uh, badge section on the toolbar, yeah, I noticed that immediately. And I'm like, ooh, what's that? And I tapped it. I've never tapped that button before, ever. Like, I didn't even know badges were in your app. How long have they been there? No, they, they, they appeared in that beta. Oh, so okay, that's, good. This is All the right. first time you, you, could have, you could have seen them. It used to be a, a button to, like, share your steps um, with, like, making a little share image. Now it's this new area for badges. Oh, okay. Well, but, yeah, like, I saw that button. I'm like, ooh, what's that? And I tapped it. Yeah. And then I noticed later on the day I went back to it, and it was still shimmering. And I thought, oh, there is something in here I haven't seen yet, or I haven't cleared it, or I haven't marked as red or something. So I tapped it again. And at yeah. neither point, but I was like, "Oh God, that's so garish." I, you know, I don't. I wish that app wasn't there. Like, no, it, it, it's something that's small and subtle, but it's you know, kind of gets your attention in a tasteful way. It's not like the blink tag or the marquee tag in HTML. You know, it's not blinking bright pink and and you know, covering up the part of the app that I want that I want to see anything like that. It's you know, it's a nice little animation shimmer effect on a bar button item, and that's totally tasteful and within the bounds of reasonable. And it at least in this small testing group of one, it had exactly the intended effect, which is I noticed this thing and I tapped on it to see what I was missing. Yeah. And I think, and that was my intention with that. And I'm glad it, it worked um, in, in, in that, in that regard. And I think it reminds the, the, this discussion is interesting because it reminds me of the very first time I went to WWDC and I went to a, one of the user interface design labs, um, which are those really hard to schedule uh, things at WWDC where you have to, that, back then you couldn't do it in the app even. You had to like get up early in the morning, line up outside of Moscone West. Um, as soon as they opened the door, you'd like run into the place where you could sign up. And, you know, they had, you know, 40 for the day and the first 40 people got um, design reviews. And I remember I went to one of those um, and, you know, in general, the, the guy was very helpful and gave me a lot of feedback on my app. But one of the things he said that stuck with me and has still stuck with me is this feel, he said, one of the things that's important to find in your app is having an area or a purpose that gives somebody new value every time they open the app. Um, so making sure that there's a reason for them to come back to it on a regular basis. And in with an app like Pedometer, in some ways, it's like the just the fact that the step counts are changing is sort of that. And, you know, I, the, the impression I get from a lot of my users is that there is this natural, um, I guess you'd call it habituation, if that's a word, um, of use of the app where, you know, if you are somebody who starts to care about your steps, you will just naturally start opening the app on a regular basis um, to check your, your step counts. And in many ways, my goal 
um, with this other version is to uh, rather than pulling you into the app with a notification to try and be like, hey, you earned a badge. Good job. Um, is to in some ways create this uh, curiosity about, you know, hey, did I get there? And especially because the, the nature with a lot of badges kind of stuff is once you've um, had you'll in most users will probably download this update, have an initial wave of badges that they earn um, in terms of, you know, it's because it takes into account your past history. So, you know, if you've had a day with 40,000 steps, like great job, you earned that badge or you've had a long streak um, or your lifetime steps have crossed over any of the boundaries, um, like you'll have this big swath of badges. And hopefully that's exciting and cool and is useful when the app comes out and can make people excited and want to show people. Um, but then from that point on, like there's actually not going to be that many badges that you will earn on a regular basis from that point on, just because the nature of the, like having it be an achievement that you work towards, you know, like right now I'm working towards my 10 million step badge, um, which is currently the, the highest, um, lifetime step badge, which, you know, fair enough, I've been using the app for a very long time. Um, but I think I'm something like, uh, 300,000 steps away from that. It's going to take me a while to get that, that 300,000 steps. Um, but I didn't, and so it's not something that's it's necessarily something I'm going to check on a regular basis, but I'm in the, in the weird way in the back of my mind, I kind of, now that I am, now that this feature is there, I'm always kind of hoping that there'll be this shimmer in the top right corner the next time I open the app. Um, that it creates that set of that sense of somewhat um, excitement or curiosity, which is different than if I just know whenever I hit it, I'm going to get a notification. Um, like I have this feeling of I'm going to go back and check on a regular basis. But yeah, it's this, it's a funny tension though because I don't, you know, I I appreciate the, the, the where you're coming from for like you can get into such it can be so useful to do this kind of notification stuff and to, to do this kind of more coaching. Uh, based behaviors um but at the same time i also kind of just want people to keep opening the app on a regular basis because that's not there if you care about it if you're like i'm if you are any highly engaged user of the app you're just going to be doing it anyway um and maybe i'm losing some of the attention of the less engaged users um but in a weird way like i'm okay with that i don't know it's it's i'm probably not making a good choice necessarily but it's it's just the thing that feels more right to me I'm curious, do you do things like measure monthly active users in any way? Um, I, I use Fabric still, and so it measures it for me. Um, because the reason I ask is, like, you know, they, this, you know I, I've always found that whenever I start measuring anything, you know, and this is not a, this is not a thing I invented. <laughs> this is a very common thing. Whenever I start measuring anything, I do start caring about that thing, and I start trying to optimize for it. Um, you know, and this, you know, again, this happens with lots of things that get measured as part of jobs or work or even just hobbies. Um, you know, that's one of the reasons why, like, it's so hard to evaluate programmer productivity with things like lines of code written or things like that. Um, and, you know, as I started evaluating Overcast in this way, I started, you know, when I built my own analytics to replace Fabric a few months back and I started doing, I started measuring monthly active users for really the first time. And, you know, anybody who does this, sees two things a way more people install the app than use the app b lots of people use the app first and then stop using it and you just kind of lose them they just kind of you know they don't really stick and so it's very very tempting for anybody measuring any kind of engagement type activity in their app like this 
to make changes like adding notifications or sending out email reminders or things like that to make these changes to remind people to get back into the app. And that feels so spammy to me. Like, I really don't like that. However, I do think, you know, in areas like this, I think it is possible and reasonable that not every app will have a way to do this, but that many apps have an opportunity here to remind people to come back to the app in a way that doesn't just feel like outright spam. It's a very, very hard line to walk. And again, not every app is going to have something like this that they can do or that would make sense to do. I always think of like James Thompson's PCALC app, which is a wonderful calculator. And James is, he he is so devoted to this app on these platforms. He adds every feature he possibly can. Like whenever iOS enables something new, like now you can change your calculator's icon to like all sorts of wonderful little icons. And you just, iOS finally added that option. He has like a version of it for Apple TV, stuff like that. And I always think of like an app like that, a calculator, a, a, a utility app. What would that do with some of these, you know, tricky behaviors or engagements or in-app purchase options? And it's hard. And it, it reminds me, like, so many apps, it's hard to come up with useful ways you can either, you know, have in-app purchases to help you achieve a more successful business model or a sustainable business model. Um, or, you know, things like how do you use notifications to increase engagement? Sometimes it's just really hard for the app. Sometimes there isn't an option. Like, you know, what's PCAL going to do? Like, bother you you know every every like you know few days saying hey need any math to do you haven't done any math in the last few days i can help you out there like it's just so many apps are not going to have a a reasonable way to do this that doesn't just seem like pointless spam to the user so when you have something like that like you do with these fitness apps where you have like as you said the coaching behavior goal setting you can notify people about their progress towards a goal and help them reach it if they are about to not reach it or congratulate them when they do reach it that is actually valuable for this type of app in a way that is way more way more clearly valuable and not spammy than most apps have the opportunity to do so it would almost be a waste for you not to do features like this the only reason i think you wouldn't want to do a feature like this is either if Apple bans it, which they haven't and likely won't, or if you just don't want to justify putting this much time into this app. Like if if the app for you was otherwise pretty much done and you wanted to invest the time in a different app. But as long as you're investing time into building features for this app, that feature seems like low-hanging fruit and it seems like a win all around. Anyway, we are sponsored this week by Zojo, X-O-J-O, Zojo. You can go to zojo.com slash radar to learn more. Zojo is a cross-platform development tool for creating native apps for the desktop, mobile, web, and Raspberry Pi even. Zojo currently supports macOS, Windows, Linux, iOS, and even coming soon, Android. With Zojo, you can write just one version of your app, say, for example, on the Mac. And all you do is check a checkbox, and you can have a completely native Windows version as well. Zojo uses native controls, so your app looks at home on every platform. And you'll be able to build these apps 10 times faster, so you save tons of time and money. Zojo is great for everyone, from newbies to professional developers. And Zojo is currently used by over 300,000 developers worldwide, from students all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. Go and take a look at their site, and you will see just how many companies that you know and recognize use Zojo. 
It's free to use, and licenses are required to build standalone applications. You can try it out. You can see how it goes. Go to zojo.com slash radar. That's X-O-J-O dot com slash radar to learn more. And you can get 20% off any license by using code radar at checkout. Once again, zojo.com slash radar and use code radar for 20% off any license. Thank you very much to Zojo for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. So you're doing a very good job of um, t- turning me a little bit on this, I'll say. Um, the things that come to mind, though, that are kind of uh, interesting as I try and think through, if I were to go down this road of like being a, a bit more chatty or a bit, in- bit more engaged, um, I think first is the thing that I'm realizing as you're describing the situation is in many ways I am reticent to do this because of the experience I've had in other applications that were not respectful in their use of something like this. Um, and in some ways, as I'm, as I'm just, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, in some ways it's nice to think of this as a potential opportunity as a result. Um, it's like the doing it in a respectful, thoughtful way that is clearly not spammy or, problematic in those kinds of ways is potentially an advantage is potentially something that would be distinctive and attractive to users um and i should not have in my mind that just like doing something like this is always um sketchy because just because other developers have done something like this in a sketchy way, you know, it doesn't preclude me from finding a, uh, you know, f- finding the, the, a, the right way to do this. And in many ways, I think that's something that's in the back of my mind as I'm developing. That's like my goal in most things is to try and find that respectful, thoughtful um, approach to something that is potentially different um, than, you know, a, a more, I don't know, like a mainstream competitor, like a big, larger company. Um so that's, I think, A, is good to keep in mind. And then two, something that is interesting that's probably worth um, unpacking slightly just from a technical perspective is the interesting thing with notifications on iOS is that they are always um, opt-in, um, in, unless, unless you're Apple, in which case you don't have to have users opt into notifications, which is a side note. Um, but in our applications, we have to have users opt into them. Um, and so as the interesting thing, as I think about this is like earlier, you made the, I think the, the very valid point that having something like this, not on by default, uh, dramatic, drastically diminishes its impact, uh, because very few people proportionally will turn it on. Um, and it's tricky though, with notifications because you, in order to enable it, they, I have to pop up, um, you know, a modal blocker that says, would you like to allow this application to send you notifications? Um, you know, if I don't do that, I can't show you a notification. So I either have to, you know, so I have to, at some point I have to show this to you. Now, if it's not enabled by default, um, then I would just have this be, you know, in the settings app, there'd be like an area that was just like coaching and we'll have a little description of what coaching would be. And then, you know, like a, a switch that you would turn on. And when you, you know, at that moment, when you first turned it on, it would pop up the, the blocker at that point and say, Hey, you know, in order for me to get, send you these coaching prompts, I just need to, uh, you need to give me permission to do this, um, which feels very natural. Um, but if I wanted it to be enabled by default, what I would have to do is presumably the first time you install the app probably or very shortly thereafter just sort of blindly pop up this notification that says hey i you know this app can send you uh, coaching stuff do you want to say yes you know would you like me to do that or not 
And like that's, I think, in, in many ways, if anything, the thing that I get more stuck on, um, especially because the app already, um, unfortunately, has one of those um, right now. Because when you first install the app, it pops up a notification that says, would you give me permission to access your motion and fitness data? Because the app is completely useless um, without turning that on. Um, and so it's interesting because I don't think I would ever feel good about having it always on by default because I would have to show that notification um, as part of the, like, onboarding process um unless then it goes so you then you like okay well then that's when you start doing the like the big walkthrough thing where you know the first time you launch the app it kind of has this little walkthrough thing where it's like hey this app needs your motion data it's about to ask it ask you for it okay and then it asks you for it. And then the next page is like, hey, this has coaching. Would you like coaching? Um, and you kind of have the the user fill out a questionnaire um, on their first run experience, which I don't love either. But anyway, these are just some fun, funny things. As as you as you convince me to explore this more and not just uh, discount it offhand, these are the kind of things that I start to then think about. Because there's some in- interesting technical challenges to going down this road as well. What about if you, if you, instead of like naming it coaching necessarily and, and just asking, do you want coaching? That's kind of vague. People might not get like what that is or why they would want that. Uh, how about you, you make it a two step process? You know, like you have step one, it, please enable your emotion prompt done. Okay. And then, and then second screen is what would you like your goal to be your daily goal? And then you, on that same screen, you can sit, you can have a, you know, an option that says, would you like to be reminded about the progress you're making or no, would you like to be notified about the progress you're making towards your daily goal? And then that prompts them for notifications. Yeah. It's like, it, it's doing it in that kind of having an onboarding process. F- right. Uh, for and then it. for existing users, you on the first, on the first round of the new version, you prompt, put up a box saying, would you like to review your daily goal? And then on that screen have, you know, the, <laughs> the, uh, cause you know, right now this is, you know, this is something that again, like in, in a way that would make sense as a feature for a user, uh, you might want to, you know, similar to what the Apple Watch does, you might want to have periodic prompts to the user of like, you know, you've been hitting your daily goal every day and exceeding it by like 30% for a while. Do you want to maybe increase it? Um, or if they never hit their daily goal, you can prompt them to say, do you want to modify your goal? You know, maybe, maybe low, you know, you got to word it carefully, obviously, to, to not show like, hey, you're kind of lazy, uh, you know, but like, th- like there's a way to do that where it is part of a feature that's actually helpful, you know, and, and the Apple Watch shows such a great example of this. And there's a lot of people out there who don't have Apple Watches, but do have iPhones. So it, it, this could really be a big um, help for them, and 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 this could bring a lot of the value of the Apple Watch with its like daily fitness rings. It can bring a lot of that value to iPhone users who don't have the watch. Um, and so, I feel like if you roll this in as just like a couple of minor prompts, like periodic goal change prompts, depending on their on performance, and then also like, do you want to be notified of your progress with this goal that you're setting or modifying on in this screen? Simple as that. Then you have then you cover existing and new users. I mean, this is, I'm just, you know, spitballing here. I have done yeah, no thought about yeah. this at all besides what's happened on the, on the air right now. But <laughs> I thought about that as you were saying, like, oh, this is, this could be like kind of one thing. Um, because, it, you know, this, you do have to think so hard when you're designing apps about you know, wording of things, when you ask for, for permission to do things like notifications, you know, how you ask, when you ask, um, how it's presented to the user, what, what kind of selling proposition is being shown to them? Like, if you just, if you just, ask for notifications kind of like the dumb way like in in your app to finish launching method and so that way like the very first time they launch the app just asks they don't know yet why you want notifications like you haven't actually shown them why 
And so you would probably have a lower accept rate or lower opt-in rate um, unless you have shown them a good reason why. But if you have this, you know, you already have that problem with the motion settings. You already have a system in place to kind of like, you know, the first run experience to manage that. It would not be that much work to add a second screen to that that just says, all right, how about your goal? What kind of goal do you want? And then, you know, roll it in with that. Yeah, maybe. And it's, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, and that's why I'm glad we we talked about it on the show because it's it's it, it's these these types of things where I make a choice and then I'm I don't feel confident in the finality of that. Um, and it's certainly helpful, I think, to talk it through because there's a lot of these. You know, there's so many different options. And I think too, um, maybe as a closing thought, like the thing that comes to mind is how, in many ways, we have to make choices about. The, the the sort of the scope of our application and the the type of customers we want um, in the sense that do I you know one of the things that in the back of my mind I then have to decide is do I want to have an app with lots and lots of slightly interested users or do I want to have optimize for fewer fanatical users for example like and these are the kinds of things that go on in the back of my mind when i try and think through features like this because in some ways i think my 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 general uh, my knee-jerk reaction is always to have i would rather have fewer very very passionate engaged users than lots and lots of users who don't really um care not with the paid up front price you don't <laughs> yeah well this app's <laughs> free so oh that's um, right it is free and it just, it's yeah. just has a tip jar right yeah, it just has a tip jar. So, but it, you know, and so it's it's interesting to just try and think through what kind of users I want, and then how do I want to treat those users. And I think as long as I do that respectfully, then you know I'll probably be in good shape. But it's just it is a good reminder of all the different things that we have to balance, um, you know, to make our apps be the things we want them to be. I think you're pretty respectful. All right, I hope so. <laughs> We're out of time this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.